0: All right, just some great old school oh, jazz. They don't make
1: I like it. Yeah, right it's it. yeah, it something about his like his his improvising that I just love because there's a lot there's a lot of like jazz great saxophone. So I'm thinking of John Coltrane, especially. Like he's mm-hmm. incredibly technical and it is really good, but it gets to the level where it's just all going up and down these scales so fast that it's kind of
2: giant steps yeah in giant steps <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> um that it's sort of I, I don't know like i, I think stan gets the, the one you've just listened to he kind of mm-hmm. seems to be able to weave melodies that's kind of sound a bit more kind of recognizable and it's like i don't know sort of like writing a good a, Paragraph of something you've got like it's not just like all fast all slow it's kind of you've got bits yeah. bits and bobs and it makes it very kind of recognisable, um, and yeah I think I'm gonna it, like, have a have a listen. It's and, something
0: so. that um, oh no it's it's something that I've been told and it makes a lot of sense is that a good solo and good improvisation should be something that you can sing. Mm. And that is something that you could be able to sing, whereas yeah. like you know that 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 John Coltrane, blah, 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 like you're not going to be able to like sing that really. <laughs>
2: That's sort of how and so yeah. Uh, how uh, Harry and I, when we're doing improvisations or solos for gigs, we'll play we'll play through a track and we'll just go beep up, beep up, beep up, da, da. And we're like, oh, that actually sounds quite cool. Yeah. And then we'll
1: yeah. we'll trans. <laughs>
2: what we just sang onto our instruments and then go, oh, that's that's actually really cool, that works. And we work from there. So, like, use our voices first to, like, build blocks and then transfer it across to our instruments.
1: Yeah. I think that's really good in general. Like, if you've got... If you start something on one instrument, you're going to play... and then take it to another instrument you'll play it in a way that you know you'd never do naturally because it's not kind of necessarily that like native to your instrument um so you can can get some really cool sounds like the keyboard
0: is laid out different than a guitar and you know is laid out different than you know everything else
1: Mm, exactly so yeah i think it's a a good way of getting some really good sounds um but yeah so yeah I'm just really enjoying Stan Getz of literally it's probably my freshest find um, uh, and he like he also helped bring Brazilian music into kind of American jazz so he was quite influential for um, quite a lot of things I think
0: that, that's pretty cool when I was listening to it I definitely was like I, I had to look up when this was recorded because it sounded like a quite old recording to me mm. because of The way, because this was released in 1966, I think it said. And, like, it's just the way that they choose to use the stereo field is very strange. Like, the bass is only in the left channel. Uh And, like, there's just a bunch of stuff like that. Yeah, it's like when you listen to, like, early Beatles and it's, like, in stereo and it just sounds really weird. It's like, you know... It's just all of that type of stuff that I find really interesting Uh that it was just like they really were just learning it on the fly Mm. and just releasing stuff, you know, before realizing, you know, whether that was like a good use of the stereo field or not. Just getting
1: used to like working out how how it actually all all works. Very
0: interesting when you go back and look at the history of like, uh, you know, just music recording in general and you look at things like that. Or like the way that they first used, you know, multi, multi-track multi recording. Like, you know, we've all got a computer, we can all just do that so easily now. Yep. But it was such a, such a like, process to do it back then.
2: Yeah, something I find really interesting is, uh, not not that I'm kind of uh, very hot on all the techie side, Harry, you're definitely the, the pro <laughs> at that. But when it just comes to looking 20, 30 years ago, the kind of capabilities and what was, yeah what was able to do looking at now, like what, what's it going to look like in, in 10 years time? Like the way we create music is going to be completely different, you know, like yeah. and we're just going to have to keep on kind of jumping on that bandwagon, learning new things, Um, maybe sticking with your, Who knows when we're going to be 40, 50 years old, we might be kind of sticking to the, no, I'm going to record on Logic, not your fancy new thing. <laughs> yeah. like
1: <laughs> With your AI software.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: it's uh, exi- excited to see where, yeah where life takes us
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
2: so what's your what do we have up next right for our next track is a lady called Maya Delilah she's a London-based R&B um pop soul singer songwriter just all-round amazing musician I only just discovered her this year from TikTok she did a cover of Gravity (laughs) by John Mayer and I just thought wow that's amazing so I went on I stalked her profiles and was like oh she's on Spotify and she's recently released, uh, last month, um, a song called Need a Word with Cupid. And I just think it's a great one in the shower. You just sing your heart out <laughs> in the shower. It's just a good Oh, one. yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be my, I'm my excited next choice. i to hear this. It's good. You've All heard right. it in the shower. I've sang it at the top of my lungs. <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: it. It's us go, yeah.